Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Julianne. I'm an addict. My clean date is 18 December 2006. My area is London Northwest. My home group is the 10 a.m. Tuesday morning topic meeting. 7 June. Maintaining an open mind. New information can be hard for us to accept when it doesn't come to us in the way we think it should. Living Clean, Chapter 1, Keys to Freedom. Our ideas about the help we need, how it's packaged, and who delivers it, can be decidedly unhelpful. Our work in step three can provide some useful strategies. We're often advised to do the footwork and leave the results to your higher power and to pay attention to which doors are opening and which remain shut. When we find ourselves too attached to an outcome or banging our heads against the same locked door, open-mindedness may be in order. In the classic allegory told in any meetings over the years, a flood drives a man onto the roof of his home where he prays for help. He refuses to get in the rescue boat or the helicopter that comes to his aid, telling him, My God's got me. The water continues to rise and the man perishes. In the afterlife, he rails at his maker for allowing him to die, to which his God replies, I sent a boat and a helicopter. There's a reason this story is a classic. It reveals some of the problems with close-mindedness. One member described their broken process this way. I put my needs out to the universe and I ask for help. Then I evaluate, judge, and reject the help that's offered. Turns out I'm often just looking for someone to co-sign my BS. Open-mindedness will come in handy here too. Attending out-of-town meetings illustrates the benefit of open-mindedness. I was just 25 kilometers down the road, but everything I heard seemed so profound, one addict shared. I realized that not knowing these members made me a better listener. Without the mental static about the messenger, their clean time, reputation, or other baggage, it's easier to hear the message. Listening in the same way takes a little more effort close to home. Applying the principle of anonymity helps us to set aside information that interferes with how we hear others. Instead of listening to validate our own perspectives, we can practice humility and opened our minds to consider others' experience, strength, and hope. I will entertain the possibility that I don't always know what's best, making space to consider the ideas of others no matter whose they are. Thanks for letting me read today. All right, folks, this is June 7th with our guest, Robert S. What's happening, Robert? What's going on, Doug? The same old thing every day, recovery. 
I know, man. I'm glad to see you. So, so Robert, can you tell us clean date where you attend meetings and can you give your home group a shout out? I, uh, my clean date is February 27, 2005, made 17 years a while back. Nice. I attend meetings in the New Orleans and Metairie areas. Um, my home group is Open Mind, which I believe you're very familiar with. Uh, it's a hybrid group where we do uh, sharing in person and some uh, Zoom audio. So it's a wonderful thing. Cool, bro. All right, thanks. So we'll look, we're going to pivot now to the reading. Robert, can you share your thoughts on maintaining an open mind? Well, you know, when you come into recovery, um, you're very closed-minded. At least I was. Sure. But uh, I was pretty desperate when I got there. So, like, you know, if what I knew got me into the rooms of BNA and had me suffering desperately at the end of my disease, then what do I really know? So I tried to listen to other people and just, you know, I think I'm, just, I think I'm a smart guy. I think I know stuff, Douglas, okay? And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's bad. But I had to get rid of that ego and that feeling that I already had the answer and I knew the best way and I know more than you and be willing to look, listen to things that even I disagree with. Um, you know, I'm not a religious kind of guy and I, and I, you know, I have a, some resentments toward religion and people who use that pious type stuff. So, I mean, early on in recovery, like I was really like when people would say that I'd get angry and I'd argue with them and stuff like that. But as time goes on, I have to keep an open mind toward that too, even things that I think are wrong or bad or don't make sense. Let's put that in context. So you're talking about, so getting clean, you know, early on, you're sitting in a meeting, somebody would share, hey, you know, my deity, and then they would go on or, or you know, they would share something like you know, that. And you're feeling like it was hard for you just to, to say, man, fuck this and 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 absolutely okay you know, somebody says if you find christ and christ is your savior or the holy lord can save us you know i grew up with that stuff and i was already opposed to and angry with that stuff so when people would say that in early recovery i would be like wanting to jump up and say dude what are you talking about but uh i remember one time uh a guy i i must have used a curse word in a meeting and a guy came up to me after the meeting and said I'm really sorry that you have to use language like that, but I'm going to pray for you. Okay. <laughs> the feeling I got was that I want to grab me by the throat. Right, right. Okay. Hey, do me a favor. Don't pray for me. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I got into a, you know, I don't want to push any particular thing, but I got into a meditation based uh, spiritual thing that I do. And uh, that's the, the mindful was, meditation, right? You, I, I think you've spoken on that. Yeah, it makes sense before. to me, you know, I like, I was opposed to religion, so I found something that I don't think it's a religion. I think it's a science of the mind, and part of that is meditation and then living in a certain manner, you know? Uh, and even though I believe those things and those things work for me, that doesn't mean that's the absolute an answer. Open-mindedness means I'm willing to listen to what you have to say. <clears throat> and so my thoughts that I know everything, I have to constantly fight against them in recovery. As you know, recovery is a daily thing. So so I still have my pious self that thinks I know everything. But when that happens and I think that you're wrong and you're incorrect, I have to find a way to overcome that and still consider your way of thinking. So that to me is open-mindedness, being unwilling to listen to my thoughts that tell me I have the answer already. I and that's the big change. The that's right. the big change you're talking about from, from that just getting there hearing somebody share something like that and, and you want to either choke them or leave the, the meeting. Now you, you're kind of sitting there saying, Hey, let me wrestle with this. 
what's taken well, and what's not. Well, well, now it's more of a deal where I understand that's what they need. And I don't care what you need, Douglas. Whatever you need is what matters to you and your recovery. So all I care about is people finding a way to get out of the, the addiction, you know. And so yeah. whatever it takes for your recovery, it's even better than just being able to tolerate it. I almost want to go up and have a conversation with them to find out <clears throat> how that works for them. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's a being willing to accept what you don't believe in and then being willing to have a conversation with the other person, which is the opposite of what we're doing in this country right now. We're not going to go there. But if we even when I disagree with someone, then if I can find a way to converse with them and find out why they feel that way and how that works for them, that just gives me more strength for my recovery. The more I can learn to use for my recovery can't be closed minded, dude. I get here and, and this is the thing where we're tr I'm trying to do this when I meditate. Just open my mind up completely. Be open to whatever's out there. Close mind, and this is like this, you know? I'm not hearing anything new. I already got it. So I'm trying to be as open and transparent as possible. That requires work. You know, recovery's not easy. Hey, Robert, so, so we got that from like the religious perspective. What about, do, do you find it difficult to be open-minded towards people or talking about what commitment to staying clean a data time looks like? For example, um, you know, I got clean with this. Hey, you call your sponsor every day. You, you're hitting a meeting every day. You're doing service. You're, you know, setting the meeting up, mopping afterwards. This, like for us new folk, there wasn't no, there wasn't a debate about that shit, man. Like this is what you do. This is what we do. This is what you do. And that, and that was it. But like if I if I maybe would see some folk who who don't do that, I would wrestle early on with like, I mean, you you're not as committed as I am. You know, I'd have all that stuff, you know, right? And then, but now like taking a look at it now, you know, putting some time together, it, it it's almost like, well, if you think that call your sponsor whenever you need to is okay, it, there's a fine line between saying, hey, I'm open minded to whatever works for you, and hold on it's my responsibility to carry a very clear message of NA and the NA program. Could you, could you speak to that context? Like, do so you, you go through so that? I, I think the things we try and do with newcomers, giving them some discipline, go to a meeting every day, call your sponsor every day, blah, blah, blah. I think all those things are great and important, <clears throat> but I have come to believe that the path is different for everybody. So I have to let that newcomer who's not going to do that, follow his own path. And I have to, as they say, work with them where they're at. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can get clean and stay clean without calling your sponsor every day. I'll just say it like that. So <clears throat> everybody doesn't have to do it the way I was taught to do it. I did it that way. You know, I've had a few guys I went to uh, sponsor and I'd say, call me every day. And maybe they'd call me eight days in a row. And on day nine, I'd be like, you know, you didn't call on day nine, bro. Well, you know, <laughs> give yeah. a human being a break. Give them a little space. Okay. I don't have to jam this down their throat. Just let them work their way into it. I got a guy who's talking to me now. He's a brand new guy. He won't. He texted me. I said, why didn't you call, man? Because he's never called. He says, well, you know, I was feeling okay. I said, well, call when you're not when you're feeling okay. So you'll call when you're not feeling okay. Good, man. And then he texted me yesterday. He said, Robert, this is a text, not a call, but at least it's progress, right? And is it, the answer is yes, it's progress. He's finally reaching out however he chooses to do it. So I got to let him be where they are, Douglas. Can't take a horse to water and shove its head in. Got to let the horse go to the water. Okay. You know, sometimes I, I worry, like if I, um, my fear is, my fear is like, if I'm, if I'm open to what somebody else is saying that I don't believe in, uh, that it lowers my commitment. 
to the thing that I believe in, you know, wh wh whether it's like, hey, how many meetings or calling your sponsor or, or other, you know, other things like that in different parts of my life. And it's been a really cool awakening of my spirit to say, no, you know what? And kind of exactly what you said, what, what you need to do on your journey. My open mindedness comes in and saying, I'm accepting you. I'm accepting that process. But it doesn't diminish the commitment that I have to certain things. And I think we get hung up sometimes on that. I think right. we, Absolutely. I mean, I can believe what I believe and keep my commitment and still share in your commitment that I don't believe in without changing my commitment. That's the point. Okay. So I'm going to be me. I done did what I did around this place for a while. And I'm pretty secure in it. And I'm going to keep doing what I need to do for my recovery. And if that's not what you need to do, then you're going to have to do what you need to do, but I'll help you do whatever you need to do. You don't have to do what I do. We say that if you want what I want, you got to do what I do. Well, if you want what I want, you got to do what you got to do, and I'll help you with that. That's the point. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.